Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who just launched their fourth generation performance package and their Shears 2.0 nail grooming kit. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME. And welcome to episode 432 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the Micro Memorial Studio of the Airways. If you want to get in on this studio naming action, patreon.com slash laser time. Who is joining me? <laughs> Disgraced New York Governor Chris Antista. And not replacement for Matthew Allen, number one Lakers fan, T.L. Foster. I don't. I hate the Lakers. Uh, we, we're not. We're not actually <laughs> having a, a, a guest on to replace Matthew because nothing can replace Matthew Allen. Absolutely. Fuck that guy. He abandoned us. He abandoned he... us to go down to Cancun at the height of the pandemic. Fucking Ted Cruz. Uh, who are we talking about? That, that's taking him the first vacation yeah. he has ever taken since yes, I've known him. Please, yeah, this is the first enjoy. week that he has not joined us, I think, since he started yep. doing this show. Maybe there's yeah. one other that I forgot. but Yeah, yeah. So good on him. I, I got to take a little vacation a few weeks ago. Felt fucking great just because it's something I didn't. I kind of didn't think about for a year because you trick yourself into thinking, yeah, I'm not at the office. I'm at my house. Mm-hmm. I am on vacation. No, you're not. It's, no, you're just, not. it's, it's yeah. a lot of the same workplace uh, anxiety-driven drudgery, uh, low drudgery, but, you know, whatever. I've been working from home for a but, while. But this yeah. isn't bad computer. It's where good computer is. <laughs> it's, it's, it's good just to let your mind not have to think about producing content. Um, or you know putting a value on the things that you are doing and and having fun like i i just recently just took like two weeks off of just like recording and doing stuff and it it's so refreshing just to back away and being like yeah i don't have to think about this anymore this is great i wouldn't know i've done this every week (laughs) day in day out since for what 15 years now almost 15 years 13 years yeah yeah but uh, so we're going to be talking about top five vacations on this. Show. No, we're going to be talking about top five rat swarms, and uh, this is this is actually topical. There's both a, a movie and a game that have come out in the span of about a week that feature rat swarms pretty heavily. The movie, of course, is The Suicide Squad. I won't spoil anything, but the the rats are really cool in that. Don't and don't leave the theater until you see the rat swarm. Yes, I agree. Uh, <laughs> why are you even in the theater? You can watch it at home. I, I, I think the box office numbers are showing that to be true. That mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people yeah. Do. It turns out when you give people the option of, you know, going into a movie theater and maybe catching another virus or sitting at home watching it on television, you, you'll do that. Yeah, yeah it's weird because just, just in case I don't say it anywhere else, that is kind of the best. That is the best movie I've seen come to HBO Max that also got theatrical releases throughout the globe. It's mm. the best one of those that's come out so far. So that's right. why it's a shame. 
But yeah, mm-hmm. like like it, it is sort of depressing. You have to recalibrate your idea of what box office numbers mean because yeah. like, oh, The Green Knight released exclusively in, in theaters, opened at number three with a take of $6.3 million. It's like, yeah. that is nothing. That is a fraction of what it costs to make that movie. Yeah, it was sure. like six yeah. months ago, like Gremlins 1 was number one at the box office just because <laughs> it was <laughs> Jurassic Park. Like just all these movies they were re-releasing were outgrossing things that were not releasing. Wow. Right. Contextually, yeah. box office, who knows what it means anymore? Because it, it's never really, if you listen to that laser time, I think called By the Numbers, it's never really meant what you thought it meant anyway. Just a dick measuring thing. It's not Pretty how much, much money a movie makes. Oh. Pretty much, I guess. It, you know, it, it's all like, you know, you, it's, some, it's one of those things you shouldn't care about, but you do because it's like, well, if it does well, maybe they'll make more. Maybe they'll make a sequel. Maybe they'll continue with this series if this is an adaptation of the first book of whatever. Yeah. Um, but that that's a digression. I say the, the new release, the game that inspired this is Assassin's Creed Valhalla got a rat-filled expansion this week, The Siege of Paris. And I don't, I don't know what it is about medieval slash Dark Ages France and rats and plague. I mean, I'm, mm. I guess there was a lot of it, but n- mm. no more than anywhere else, I would imagine. I uh, <laughs> thought that it was sort of the opposite, given how the, how the plague spread. It was, yeah. wasn't it the abundance of rats, or was it the water supply? It was the, so it was the abundance of rats because of the fleas that were able to carry the virus mm-hmm. on the rats. It, it does go by water supply, but mainly because of ports, right? Like the rats, mm-hmm. that's how it was able to be mm-hmm. spread, is because of going into different port cities where the rats would go into ships and then spread everything out. And that's yeah. how it kind of... I think, I think there was also something about the Mongol conquest spreading it, like they would put mm. the bodies of plague victims into catapults and throw them into cities, and then refugees would stream out of the cities with the plague and spread it elsewhere. So weird. When, when we're clearly alive and um, just headless Futurama beings telling our great-great-great-grandchildren about the plague we survived. And they're like, mm-hmm. how did it spread, Pappy? And we'll be like, uh, Walmart's. Lollapalooza was big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Let's talk about ancient plague, or specifically ancient plagues of rats. And I, I tried to keep it not just like, oh, you know, you know games that, give, that make you fight like rats in a basement or a few rats. No, I want, like, big undulating carpets of rats, I want I want rats equal uh, liquid physics. Yeah, we're not talking like <laughs> Ducktales uh, rat battles or even Home Alone on Super Nintendo final battles where you battle a giant rat. You know, like in the movie. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> good times. Good God, how what what the fuck were the McAllisters allowing to live in their basement? My God, uh, uh, according to that game, spiders and ghosts and um, yeah. And, those were all bosses in the basement, uh, and and the Look, uh, the, the that boiler, furnace, yeah, the furnace was actually haunted, uh, confirmed by the game. Shut up! It, it look. For someone to be able to afford that house on a regular salary, it has to be a little bit haunted. Yeah. Little bit, it's kind yeah. of a bit. Yeah, there's there's got to be something mansity in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there, we we accepted there there were a few murders that happened here, and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kevin's dad. Look, that's the the underlying thing is like the McAllisters actually a murder family. That's literally the whole point of the thing that no one wants to talk he's also, about. He's also absurdly wealthy. In that article I did a few years ago, I just calculated how much it would take to fly 15 people to France on uh, Christmas, on, 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 on like December 23rd, including a couple first class seats. It was more than I made in a year. I'm sure and, it was. And Mr. McAllister paid for it twice. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Let's get into rat swarms and and how they've been represented in video games. Right after this. 
It is summer. The sun's out in full force, which means you and your friends should be out of the pool or the beach when you do venture out. Hopefully, you're not rocking that unsightly body hair or those disgusting post-pandemic toenails. <sighs> Nothing gives a below-the-belt blow to your confidence more than looking like you're wearing a sweater made of body hair at the pool. Gross! Don't worry, my friends. Our friends at Manscaped have you covered, so you can uncover to beat the heat. They just launched their fourth-generation performance package and their Shears 2.0 Nail Grooming Kit. The Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer will change the way you approach your grooming routine. This fourth-generation trimmer features advanced skin-safe technology to reduce grooming nicks and cuts. You don't want any ingrown hairs or snags on your boys before beach season. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, an on-off travel lock, and gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off. This trimmer is also waterproof so you can trim in the shower and not worry about any cleanup on aisle D. D is in these nuts. <laughs> the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top and your nose and ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. <sighs> this nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in all the sensitive little nostrils and ears of yours. Aw, oh, little sensitive baby. Mm-mm, little point up. Uh, once you're finished mowing the lawn and trimming back those weeds, use the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to keep you on your game in the heat. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. It's also flip-flop season, which means you want your feet and toes to look their best. Enter the Shears 2.0 Nail Grooming Kit. This luxury four-piece nail grooming kit features tempered stainless steel tools and includes slash tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Easy for me to say. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. Tame the summer swamp in your pants with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. We're back to talk about what? Ratity rats. Rat, rat, rat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was thinking because uh, there's literally a song. I was literally like, I was like, am I remembering that song? I was like, yeah, there's literally a song on Central Park, which is really great, and on Apple Plus. No, and they don't give us any money, but still. Uh, it's called literally just Rats, and it's Catherine. Cats are hot taking this song about rats. It is pretty great. What a great show. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about rats. Yeah. Swarms of rats. Swarms Splitters. of rats. Starting Swarms with of little splitters. A game I bet none of you have played. Number five. Uh, I'm not even gonna. I, I would be amazed if you guys guessed what this is. This is. A I game. I can. Krusty's Super Fun House. Oh, that would have been good. Unfortunately, it's a game called Struggling. Struggling is one of those games like Quop or Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy, where oh, fighting with just... the controls is the real meat of the game. Those meme games. It's they're kinda, not. Yeah. They're like they're games, but they're not really games. They're just <laughs> memes. <laughs> and this is this is a game. The Setup of struggling is that there are these t- heroes that are fabled to destined to someday be born called Hector and Achilles, and that uh, one would be incredibly intelligent, and the other would be incredibly strong, and together they would 
usher in a new age and become saviors for the oppressed and the outcasts of society. But unfortunately, when they were finally born, it was as an abomination in a lab. So what you get instead of two heroes is uh, basically two heads fused into one head that can continuously grow uh, two gross arms with like chicken claws at the end. And uh, so it's a little it feels a little like carrion in that you are just meets, sort of meets quap or whatever. Yeah, pull, pulling your you're, you're just sort of trying to use the thumbsticks to control these two arms and pull yourself around. And for a while it's just kind of awkward and funny and gross. And then you get to a point where you're crawling through some vents and some individual rats start coming out and and biting you. Oh, that's another thing. The two-faced head and all the other abominations that you run into just sort of moan a lot. So this is, is, are those rats or goats? Good grief. <laughs> All of the above. Actually, the barely audible squeaks are the rats, but they'll, they'll come and latch onto you until you'll fight them. And then at one point, you will see just a giant pit seething with rats, and you will have to sort of monkey bars over it, and that's a really tense moment. And then you get past it, <laughs> and then the side of the, the thing holding them in falls out, and this gigantic rat swarm starts following you through the vent, so you have to... For the first time in the game, move really fast or try to as this thing is at your heels and then you will drop down into like a warehouse type space that just begins filling up with rats. So imagine you're trying to clamber over all these crates and just this sea of rats is rising like water in a Castlevania level where it's continually pushing you to climb upward. But it's it's rats. And if you fall, you'll be eaten by the rats. And so the goal is to just clamber out of there, find find a vent in the ceiling. And as the rats surge into the ceiling and come after you, you just keep running until you find a hatch that closes safely behind you and sweet the rats are lava yeah the rats are lava exactly but it's literally thousands and thousands of rats improbably just rising and and swarming just trying to eat you but it's it's all just a 2d effect like you know these are just sprites following you around so it's less impressive than some of the i'm glad you didn't choose trusty super fun house because i think the most rats on screen are eight Ah. And even even those walk very slowly, and I don't think can be, be on screen at the same time. Oh dear! Yeah. For your true swarm, mm. look no further than than struggling. Which yeah. Yeah. before I even knew what the game was, I am the goddamn wizard of struggling. Uh, <laughs> you might I, enjoy it then. Yeah. My question is: at what point? At what point does it stop becoming a swarm of rat and becoming a rat king? Right, because well, a rat. A rat king would be... Is that what a rat king is? Like a, a bunch of... Well, a rat king is something very specific in that it's a bunch of rats that are whose tails have gotten stuck together or intertwined. Right. So, so a rat king is like, you know, oh. like 10 rats that have are stuck together and move like as a group. But not like into a trench coat to get into a porn movie kind of thing. Mm, no. I, I, I mean, guess they could. could. Yeah, if you got okay. enough rats together. <laughs> it's a high mind. They, they enough rats, they form the, the, human, the humanoid shape. Yeah. I think rats in a porn theater would get along pretty okay. 
And that's why that Ninja Turtles character is actually pretty grossly named the Rat King. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. He does. He he looks like a pervert. He doesn't yeah. look like uh, a Rat yes. King. He's like a a, a ginger pervert who I, wears rat. I was also disappointed. Like his his big first early video game appearance in Turtles in Time. He doesn't use any rats to attack you. He just cruises around on like a big purple playmates toy and shoots yeah. snakes at you i think <laughs> no it shoots like it shoots like little cuz it's the sewer surfing episode right yeah uh or issue or 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 level with the one xenomorphs not, in the water <laughs> the the totally legally distinct zeno pizza zeno wars right yeah um, but yeah he shoots like weird like like those weird like ballista mines at you like in in the fight it's it's you, you're right. He should have more rats. Yeah. He, he should have more rats, but he doesn't. I think you later know? incarnations of him in video games do use rats, but those are in, like, 3DS and mobile games. So mm. less impressive. We don't talk about those. Exactly. Not on this show. Never. Not Never. On this program. I thought this was a, that we were doing this show in honor of 30 2010 talking about the movie Rat Race this week. Oh. Rat Race. Mm. There's another connection. <laughs> it's a very ratty week. I, did, I, I, I am a little curious, just before we get started, I don't know where I stand on fear of rats. I know as a kid I handled a couple in school, like pet rats kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I haven't so, had them in my home since I was 21. Yeah. Um, that I, was an awful I, experience. I live in a weird, weirdly spaced out urban area, right? So, like, normal places where urban sprawls is where you can see rats locally. However... Jacksonville, for people who don't know, it's the largest city landmass wise. Mm-hmm. For you to have a rat in your house, one, it's usually a field mouse. Like right. it wouldn't be what you would consider a rat. Two, you there would have had to been some like huge mistakes that have gone through because there's enough <laughs> swamp land where there are there are snakes, there are other like natural predators that would kill rats. So I have thankfully never I've never interacted with a rat. I think I'd freak out probably, but I've never had to interact with we, I know my roommate killed one. We moved in this, this shitty, shitty college neighborhood. Uh, by the first house I ever lived in, and they would wake us up every morning having like an Indy 500 on the ceiling above us. It was just it would it was an awful, awful noise. Just not squeaking. Just like bunch of, like hun- felt like hundreds of them. And then one of them fell up against the water heater, like where the pipe, the hot water pipe was. And I don't. It looked like it died instantly, and then the hot water pipe melted into its neck. Ew. And we all had to Ew. sit there and look at it, and like, do we call somebody? Let's draw straws as he has to remove this this melted rat in our, <laughs> in our house. Jesus. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I, was, I, I'm. I, you know, I'm not. I'm not afraid of rats. I like uh, rodents quite a bit, but you know, you had a chin, I'm not uh, chinchilla. I did have That's... a chinchilla for a while, and I, I, I rat sat the pet rat of uh, one of my wife's coworkers' kids for like a week, and mm-hmm. got along pretty well with him. Um, did he shit on you? No, he was. No. He, he bit me a couple times because at first I wouldn't let him leave the kitchen, and he, you know, I was trying to enforce a boundary. What the fuck, he got, man? He, he got pissy. And, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was just a little nip. But what a rat uh, would want to leave the kitchen. I don't know. I don't know. A crazy one. Um, Paul Lynn would be ashamed of you. Mm-hmm. Garbage, garbage, <laughs> garbage. <laughs> I don't but this but yeah, like you know, it's important to differentiate. Like there's fancy rats, which are pets, and then there's uh, you know Norwegian roof rats, which you probably don't want to touch. Is um, that really a breed of rats? Yes. Norwegian roof rats. Yep. Yep. 
That feels like that feels like just, something racist. A police detective like the, would call somebody like, a mock-up. Nah, I'm going to go up there and clean and, and fix the roof. I'm going to go and, <laughs> I'm going to put cheese on the shingles, y'all. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I've I've never heard that accent from an actual Scandinavian person. They all speak better English than I do. Oh, more <laughs> likely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But but anyway, um, what was I talking about? Rats, something rats. Uh, oh, you know, I've I found out an interesting uh, linguistic coincidence. So mm. what's what's a a genre or franchise of games known for swarming enemies? Uh, shmups. Um, Think uh, ancient China, Fist of the North Star. Anime. Muso. Oh, Musso. Musso. Oh, oh yeah. And, and you know what gonna... Fear of Rats is called? Uh, the principal from uh, Parker <laughs> Lewis called, Can't Lose? Is it called Musophobia? It is called Musophobia. I have oh. Musophobia. That's what I learned <laughs> when I was playing Legend of Zelda, the, the Hyrule Warriors, too. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I, I did not like that. I realized, huge, like, I do not like these. Huge <laughs> Musophobe like over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's move on to the next one. I think we're done talking about struggling. Number four. There has been much honor in thy service, despite the human blood coursing thy veins. I am merciful, and trust in thee as I would any rat. So this character is um, actually appears close to a rat swarm we're going to talk about. But does that mm. does that plummy British accent ring any bells? Uh, this is, this is the Green Knight in theaters now. Yes, uh, <laughs> I forgot to see it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this would be uh, the Dark Souls, uh, the game series. I should really play it. I have not yeah. played yet. So Dark Souls Two. Dark Souls Two. You face an enemy called the Royal Rat Vanguard, and it's it's situated just before the Rat King, which is a quest giver character that offers you the choice to join his covenant. In which case, like. One of your jobs is now to draw people into the rat layer and and fight them to protect the rats. But yeah, that's that's a totally optional thing. But the vanguard is like this swarm of gigantic man-sized rats that you have to fight in kind of cramped quarters surrounded by a bunch of uh, rat statues. And you just have to sort of survive and wail on them until one with bigger ears than the rest comes out. And I've captured sound of this battle, and I'm uh, disappointed to report that it does not sound like anything. Like, that could be literally any fight in any Dark Souls game. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, the thing that I'm missing is, like, a YouTuber. Oh, up, up, here we go. Okay, mm-hmm. I dodge rolled out of the way, yeah. uh, and now I'm going to do a stab. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. I'm, I'm going mm-hmm. to I'm going to take it down this time. No, I got oh, you guys. Oh, this guy almost got me. Okay, so the one you want to look out for has the big ears. Like, you can clearly see him over there. You can't clearly see him over there. <laughs> you can't clearly see anything in a Dark Souls game. No, it's it's dark. That's that is, go back and play this. Well, this. This is the game that got me in the Souls games, but I was borrowing it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one that Souls people don't two. like, right? Mm-hmm. Two, well, two kind of does some things with the world design. I think that it like emphasizes fast travel as opposed to like these elegant little things that wrap around and and like you open a door somewhere and it's like, oh, I'm back to where I started earlier. It's a convenient shortcut. And, right. Yeah. I I think and I saw a writer talk about this before. I think I'm going to have to just like. 
involve myself in that game and not tell anybody I'm playing it because the 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 thing that like that really messed me up with this whole franchise is I had two buddies who are not into gaming but got really into Demon Souls who mm. wouldn't shut the fuck up about Demon Souls and mm. it just turned me off. It's the like I tell people all the time it's like as soon as you overhype something I don't care anymore. I I, I physically can't. And it was just like I'm just never going to pay attention to these games. <laughs> So I'm going to eventually, I do want to play it. Uh, I just have to make sure I literally talk to nobody about it because I don't, I don't want to hear it. I do understand way of doing it. I do understand that impulse, but then, you know, there have been plenty of times where it's like, fine, I'll try it. And then I get into it and I discover something like cave story where it's like, oh, this is actually extremely wonderful. What was I thinking? Uh, I I don't typically uh, hear a lot of recommendations and be like, yeah, it probably sucks. It's not think that when I recommended something specifically, like, well, my friends that I trust more say it sucks. So uh, right. the fact that you like it is unimportant to me. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm always looking for something like, is, do you have, hey, hey, do you have anything to take the pain away? I'll take anything. <laughs> well, like I said, it's not, it's not more being like, oh, it's, it's just like, like, I have not seen an episode of The Mandalorian. And yes, I probably Jesus would Christ. have. But people wouldn't but stop. It's too good. People wouldn't <laughs> shut the fuck up it. about the Mandalorian. And you're you're rewatching like, the Sonic Boom cartoon show <laughs> instead of watching. First of all, the Sonic Boom cartoon show is really great. Greg Hahn, uh, Alex, uh, Alex Ryder, uh, shout out to them. Really I, great. Really I great promise TV. you, if I called them up right now, they would tell you to watch the Mandalorian. I am. <laughs> you know, you I know why watch. everyone was talking about the Mandalorian so much? Because they watched The Mandalorian, and it's just that kind of show. Yeah. It's just a space western. I saw, like, the first episode. It's just a space western. It's a very it's good fine. space western. That's what all Star Wars is? <laughs> yeah. I, anyway. Yeah, any- it's it's fine. My, it's- My, I'm playing what I think is one of my favorite games of the year, and it's a Souls-like. So you probably, mm-hmm. whether you have played the Souls games or not, you've it's dripped into something you have played. Yeah. Uh Oh, the Jedi Fallen Order? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's a Souls-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Souls-like. Um, I I love it. I love gameplay over fucking that awful period of caulking tube games, cutscene, cutscene, force you down a hallway, shoot, shoot, shoot. Mm. Nah, get good. Uh, practice. You practice at these mechanics. Get better. Yeah, um, get get better so that when a large chamber fills up with giant rats, yes. you're prepared to survive and bash in their heads before they can bite you. It doesn't even look like you get that many. How many souls do you get for these things? Uh, I can't imagine it's a lot. It's not. It's like twenty. <laughs> it turns out the souls that we got were the ones that we found along the way. That does not apply here. These are your currency. <laughs> yeah, <I can't. laughs> that's true. <laughs> It's like if you if you beat up a giant rat and it, like money came out. So like, yes, but uh, I I am trading my friends I made along the way to a mummified doll so I can get a better role. Um, <laughs> dude, I would do that for a couple of friends right yeah. now in the post COVID era. For more stamina, you bet I would. <laughs> it's like yeah, I thought you know what I haven't been using this friend. You go yeah, take take this one. Yeah. And I'll take that health upgrade, please. Thank you. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> yes. Surprisingly, the the Rat King is uh, is not at all angry that you you killed his royal vanguard, and uh, in fact, just you know, exhorts you like says says that he will allow you the privilege of serving him if you decide to join his covenant, and uh, has a very specific task in mind. The insolent fools line up to trample upon our burrows, my servant. Dispatch these invaders 
and thy reward will be handsome indeed. I, I just love, I love Dark Souls voices. They're like the best, like, Royal Shakespeare Company, just smoky English, just atmospheric voices. Where do they find these people? I don't know. In Japan, no less. Can't be. Can't just, be. Like I said, every time I, I think about, or I hear stuff about Dark Souls, it just seems like someone, someone's D&D campaign that just has gone awry, and now everyone's oh, been playing it. Telling you that's why I like the game so much. They are fucking utterly storyless. Like you hear a guy talk like once every three hours. Yeah. Except there's like five million story things. Like it's it's how you engage with it, right? Yeah, like you can engage with no story, it. but there is like a million story things. Yeah, there are people who are oh, yelling they're, at they're, There's there's stories on the on the items. I just don't look at them beyond their use. And like <laughs> I'm like I, I, someday I'll get interested enough to care about what all this means, but I. I haven't just because the gameplay is so fun and so rewarding and, and just such a refreshing thing added to the games industry that I, I'm truly thankful for every day. Like I said, because you can go into wikis. There are people like this Rat King. Sure. It's probably mm-hmm. like a 500-page a document about the life of this Rat King, yes. every person that loved everything. He learned to talk from his master, Hamato Yoshi, it's, and mimicked it, his movements from his cage. He it's, found it's, four <laughs> turtles and named them after <laughs> Renaissance artists. <laughs> it's, it's what's awesome about being in a, like really settling into adulthood. Like I can love something. And not care how many other people love it more. Like, yeah, that's good I've for been, them. I've been living. I've been living that life forever. For whether it be head of Barbera, oh. uh, Space Jam, name something awful, awful. One more awful <laughs> thing. Just do it. Just do it. Uh, do not throw bad? Goofy movie in here. That's what's a good a, thing. No, Goofy movie is great. What's another bad thing? The thing I know is gentle bad. You know, I just did a podcast about uh, the Last Dragon, a movie I love. That movie's it's great. a bad movie, it, but I love that movie so much. Oh, I, I, I have the soundtrack on vinyl. Bought that shit in Iceland. Oh, wow. Next mm. time I come in town, we kind of listen to that. That's, that's a weird flex. I bought the Last Dragon soundtrack <laughs> in Iceland. They, they had a bunch of weird 80s soundtracks that I don't think were available here uh, in the United States. and they But they weren't expensive. Mm. It's just I had to ferry them <laughs> across the ocean. Uh, that and... Um, oh, did you ever watch that movie with us? The... Uh, one where the computer comes to life and is voiced by Bud Quartz and takes over. Oh, uh, I don't Electric even, Dreams. I don't know computers. No one does. Yes, Electric Dreams. <laughs> Electric Dreams, yeah. Uh, yes. A movie never really even released on DVD here, but is hilarious. Uh, great song. We talked about great yeah. songs before we recorded. Tremendous Dreams. song. Let's move on to one more game you guys would probably enjoy. Number three. Bombing Swarm. What a Uh, I'll give you a hint. It's like Left for Dead, but Warhammer and Giant Rat Men. So what if I told you I actually did play this? I just I'd be, don't care. I'd be so elated. <laughs> I, I just don't care for, for like these kind of like, like, because it's Vermintide. This is yes, Warhammer this is Warhammer. Yeah. yeah. I played the, it too. F- it was on Game Pass. Yeah. yeah. Right. It just cool. wasn't, it, it's not for me. Like yeah. when I was playing it, I just realized like, oh, these games just aren't for me. Uh, I had a good time. I mean, yeah. it's it's fun. Like, I think even solo, just like wading into a crowd, and uh, again, like th- this one does the swarming quite a bit better than Dark Souls because yeah, you will just be surrounded by all these uh, sweaty man-sized bodies, and then you realize uh, they're all giant rat men. 
and mm. uh, you just sort of have to hack through them constantly. It's it's a lot like the zombies in Left 4 Dead, that they just sort of crowd around you and make you feel like you're surrounded at all times. Mm-hmm. But uh, but in waves, not at all times. And I've, I've just never... I want to just tip my hat to, like, what a, a game that tells me exactly what I'm getting. Thank you. Hmm. Vermintide. Vermintide. <laughs> it's a tide of vermin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the vermin in question are the Skaven, which are a... Rat, uh, a rat race in the the old Warhammer games, the medieval ones, and they're they're servants of chaos, and uh, I never like found them particularly frightening as a kid, like you know reading Warhammer stuff and looking at the miniatures because they just look like, you know, something out of the Robin Hood uh, or Disney Robin Hood thing. Where it's like, oh, it's it's a little rat wearing like a raggedy medieval costume with like a sword and a shield and why am i so turned on yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you know not not sexy just kind of gross looking but here they're just they're kind of terrifying because yeah. so many of them are just like seem like mindless clawing savage things that just want to close in all around you and then they throw all that away by like oh no it's one with a rattling gun and he's gonna shoot at us <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, they do talk like even, even the seemingly mindless ones will say things as they close in around you. Something about Skaven, they tend to repeat words a lot like pardon, pardon. Um, (laughs) why, why does every fiction like outside of like Mickey Mouse depict rats like, ah, we're rats. We all have this weird rat. Voice. Like, I, it's just, it's always because weird to be in, like. In every acting class, when they say, like, all right, now be a rat, like, that's what springs to mind. It's like, oh, right. I saw the Nutcracker once. Oh, I guess they just talk like this. Yeah. Ah. It's Harvey Fierstein. Oh, I'm from New York. I yeah. sound like the, uh, oh. I'm the, I'm the cartoon voice for athlete's foot. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's either that or it's the very New York, uh, like, like rat, so, or like rat trap from like Transformers, Beast Wars. Yes. Where it's just like, hey, I'm a rat, but I'm also from New York. Like, or Rizzo from the Muppets. <laughs> Gonzo. <laughs> yeah, Rizzo. That's right, Rizzo. It's, uh, Rizzo. Rizzo was Dustin Hoffman's character in Midnight Cowboy. So it all goes mm. back to Midnight Cowboy. He is walking here. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm surprised. So, like I said, with Vermintide having like these different hordes, I'm surprised there hasn't been a D and D game that's used. Like a rat horde, like usually, especially like any kind of RPGs, especially Western, like rats are usually like singular, like like bad guys, as opposed to hordes, which are like commonplace in like tabletop games, which has always been weird to me. Like it's just never been a thing in games where it's like a very like memorable horde fight of rats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like maybe true. South Park. I think the South Park game has like some kind of rat. Yeah, that sounds vaguely stuff. familiar. Yeah, yeah, it might have some rat swarms that I overlooked. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. But they're really good in Vermintide, and a uh, big part of the fun in Vermintide is not just listening to the rats talk, but listening to your teammates shout at you constantly. Now, what was the original Vermintide cast? It was like a soldier, a dwarf, a witch hunter, a witch, and an elf. 
I have I, I, I don't <laughs> I I don't know a lot about Warhammer. It's mm. I it's it's here's what I know about Warhammer. It is the past and also the future. That's yeah. what I know. Well, here's here's what I know about classic flavor Warhammer. Think Dungeons and Dragons, but uh, very British and at the same time sort of like Renaissance German. And and the orcs are the most entertaining part because they just like they keep growing and growing, and uh, the biggest one is usually the boss, and they they talk like Cockney thugs, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's all it's all based in like 1980s London culture. Anyway, let's move along too. Number two. Aren't we supposed to load the bodies into carts headed to the flooded district? Yeah. Screw that. That's too far. I don't want to catch the plague. You? No. Doesn't the elixir prevent it? Maybe. Either way, let's just jump them down there. The rats. A game where bodies get dumped a lot into rat swarms that then devour the corpses, and you get to watch as they strip the bones slowly. What what game could this be? Dishonored. Yes. Thank you. The game I played. Yes. Recently. Awesome. No. <laughs> well, in in the first one, like the the rats were sort of a big deal. Yeah. In, and that they would they would tie into the way that you played. The more chaos you generated by killing people and causing a big spectacle in the streets, the more this the environment would deteriorate, and that included like more and more rats everywhere. They they were just sort of like both a symptom and a cause of this plague that's gripping the city of Dunwall. And like, if you were smart, you would learn, you know, ways to distract and avoid them, and also to make them eat your enemies. One of, one of the first things you get to see is like a couple of guards in the prison you're escaping, like open a door to a waiting rat swarm and just get devoured right in, right in front of you as you watch from a grate in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Wait, could you, can't you eat them for health? I think <laughs> I think there are certain rats that you can't, like uh, white rats or something, that you can eat for health. Yeah. Right. It's like I know it's like the whole I mean the whole thing about it is like you if you're if you're getting this rat storm you are murdering so many people. Yeah. Right? Like that's like it's kind of like the consequence but also the benefit of like murdering a lot of people it's like or you're going to be followed by these rats forever. <laughs> Haunted by rats. Yeah. Haunted by rats, yes. Man, he thought the promise of heaven was enough. No. About to say, that's <laughs> I my, will that's, not murder. That's, that's my prog rock album called. It's called Haunted by Rats. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite things is you can eventually unlock a power called Devouring Swarm, which lets you do this. Summon your own rat carpet to come and just envelop your enemies and devour them. Right. Gruesome display. Like I said, I think the rat stuff is supposed to lead to the bad the bad ending, but like having played that second game, is any ending really the bad ending? <laughs> like, because it's just like everything turns to shit anyway, right? So like, mm-hmm. have fun. Use rats. Get them to eat everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a very interesting game. This is a very weird. It was a very different mechanic, but I also thought it was really interesting for like this stealth game, and it was just like oh, this thing is going to like devour bodies. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like what? Why? Why go through the effort of uh, trying to pick up and hide a body when you can just have some rats eat it? Yeah, 
Dump them in the harbor. Hmm. It's, well, the- it's like having your own pig farm that follows you around everywhere. Oh, you talking about brick top? <laughs> <laughs> Is this where you get the cleaner? Is this where or the hat or the rats Harvey Keitel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you mean the wolf? The wolf says, "Yeah, you." <laughs> You take the body, you follow my car, but not too closely. I forget what the dialogue is. Um, but I'm standing next to Julius Sweeney for some reason. Um, that's Pulp Fiction, everyone. And that's really what he's doing. I don't know why fucking Pat is in that movie. <laughs> so funny, oh, yeah. Summoning the swarm isn't the only thing you can do with rats. In Death of the Outsider, you can hear their thoughts and uh, understand rat speak. And they, they say very important things like... Yeah, rats telling, thinking to themselves, don't become a rat king. That's bad. You'll die. Um, But they do also say actually useful things like giving you clues for alternate entrances to places you might not have considered. Creepy. Can't wait to go mm. up there. Nice. Uh, that's that's sort of one of my nightmares. Mm. I don't I don't want to know what my pets are thinking. <laughs> you want to be like, oh, oh, Figaro, what, what's going on? What's what's going on in your head space? This dude is jerking off again. <laughs> he thinks yeah. we don't notice when he walks around naked. <laughs> He's gonna blame us for farting. <laughs> We're gonna have to go outside. <laughs> I don't know why all my cats are from the Bronx. <laughs> why yeah. wouldn't they be? But they are. But they are. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, uh, but this Dishonored, I do love the games. I, I love the, the rat theme. But if you want to talk about a rat theme and a game I love, oh it doesn't get any rattier than this one. one. Any news about the town? Uh, everyone is on edge. Some were bitten during the night. Sounds like the English to me. Now, why would the English go and bite people? I don't know. To keep us off balance. Sure. <laughs> You're probably not going to get it from that, but uh, but this is A Plague Tale Innocence, which is one of my favorite games of the last couple of years. It begins as like a stealth game and gradually becomes a horror puzzle game and then becomes like a straight up action game near the end. And the most omnipresent enemy, like, you'll have to deal with the Inquisition, British soldiers, like, all all the fun of, you know, trying to escape persecution in 14th century France. But at the same time, you will have to deal with tons and tons of rats everywhere, swarming. And again, like, this is where I said earlier, it's like liquid physics. And watching yeah. the rats just swarm around, it looks like just water sloshing all around you. Is that was that in Indiana Jones Last Crusade, where they have like a like a wave of rats hit Indy underneath the um, possibly the sewers? That That's what it reminded familiar. me of. Yeah, but uh, but I've only played a few minutes of Plague's Tale, and this is like right in the be like I think the whole opening is waves of rats. Yeah, well, well, the I, I know that the uh, the trailer for the sequel that they showed mm. during E three is just waves of rats, and like. Because of events in that game, like I saw that wave of rats, and I'm like, yeah, fucking yeah. rat wave, yeah, it's gonna rule. 
Can you can you surf the rats? Mm, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll have rat surfing in the sequel. I don't know, but the the rats for most of Plague Tale are like lava. The difference being that it's lava that you can keep at bay with a light. You can't stay close to me. You can only see the atom. Where did they come from? How can there be so many of them? They're everywhere. The light. They're scared of the light. It's a nightmare. So as long as you have a torch, they will stay about maybe five feet away from you and just swarm around. You can kind of use that to your advantage at various places. You will gradually get, like, grenades that will burst into flame. Uh, you can redirect light sources to create paths through the rats. You can also uh, extinguish other people's flames if, for whatever reason... You want them to be devoured. Into the grass quickly. He mustn't see us. Amicia, his lantern. I, I understand. He's coming. What's that? Huh? <laughs> oh Lord, it's horrible. But it worked. Yeah, the rats are both lava and piranhas. <laughs> That's the way to think of them. That they they will kill you if they touch you, and also they will just completely like strip your flesh in seconds. Uh, mm. I really want to. I really want to finish this fucking game. God damn it! Yeah, I I uh, really enjoyed it, and uh, it left me really looking forward to the sequel. And uh, I I hardly recommend it. Like maybe if you're not phobic of rats, but if you can mm. if you can withstand that, uh, you will find a really compelling, well made, interesting game. That kind of gives a little bit of, you know, ima imagine like an Assassin's Creed without the the deep, weird lore or the climbing acrobatics, but similar vibes of like historical recreation. The, the rats are the fantastical element, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Their show. Yeah, it's really, it's, it, you know, you're playing as a French girl named Amicia who's trying to protect her little brother, but really it's the rats who are the stars. <laughs> so yeah that's uh top five rat swarms i guess but i'm glad we kind of established we don't really have a musophobia no we don't re yeah we don't really do mm -mm. yeah we don't suffer from that I, I i'm not a fan of snakes it's not their yeah. fault i know this why but... did it have to be snakes yeah yeah I my dad actually very definitely afraid of snake hmm. i mean it's yeah well the he, he didn't grow up in Florida. You did. No, he, he grew, grew up in Alabama. Alabama. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, like going to school and just, oh, I'm wearing sandals and something is lashing furiously at my at the back of my heel. Oh, it's a snake that I'm stepping on. Oh, shit. That I can't see in two foot tall grass because the state sucks. Hmm. And, and <laughs> that, that happened multiple times, just stepping on snakes and having them not bite me, but thrash under my foot. Really terrifying. And I never actually, I've never really been afraid of snakes, but uh, I did get a lot of warnings about rattlesnakes where I grew up. It's like, yeah, be careful yes. where you go. Avoid tall brush. Uh, they usually tell you, like, hey, mm -hmm. yeah. get away. If you hear that rattle, just walk in the other direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the only, we learned about, like, the difference between, is it king snakes and corn snakes? Hmm. And corn yeah, snakes. corn snakes are harmless, or, if I remember coral right. Coral snakes? Coral snakes. I don't know. One is they're like... The, they're the same color, but like with reverse 
in the reverse order. Yeah. One is yeah, like right. red. I don't know. I, They're I, both I black, no red, idea. and yellow, but uh, their stripes are in different secession. One is like the most poisonous steak in the, in the country. One is totally harmless. They right. both live in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So you're supposed to, so you're supposed to like remember the pattern of the color like that's, and I've, I've been in all kinds of the outdoors all over Florida. I have never once seen one of these things. So I think you got to try pretty fucking hard hmm. to get bit by one. Yeah. It was just, Generally, it, yeah. Or just those moccasins and those black racers. Yeah. But yeah, those snakes. Ugh. Hike a lot in shorts, mm. I guess. <laughs> I, man, you kind of described my childhood. I don't know. It was also the 80s. So the shorts were very, very high. Mm-hmm. Would show yeah. your balls if you sat yeah, in correctly. It was the 80s. People were letting their kids wear short shorts and uh you know play alone in rattlesnake infested cul-de-sacs <laughs> i still can't believe like how much we would make fun of people you could see kids balls through their small shorts and like <laughs> why, why were we okay with these the shorts this small they didn't have to be that way was, was there a shortage of material they, were they running out of umbros look, they had to be that short otherwise they wouldn't have been able to get out of quicksand easily it's awful, and I hope they never get to a summer in Stranger Things. Oh, wait, they already did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, anyway, top five rat swarms, and we'll we'll talk about rat a new swarms. release that includes a bunch of rat swarms uh, after the break, plus a bunch of other new games, so stay tuned. Oh, Mom, don't be cold, don't be cruel, don't you gotta care. Find him. Gotta kill him, gotta find him, gotta kill him. Oh, Mom, that look in your eyes makes me scared. Smart and bold, just like you and Max. They eat our food and they spread to Don't do that, you can stay with me. Mess with me, feel your destiny. Let's get scratching. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 30 2010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two over at patreon.com slash lasertime. We've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc. The Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me, your pal Fred. And he beats up, he beats up like the Great Gazoo as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with for Flintstones Burger Time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It's there, yeah, this man. is a, this is sadder. Like <laughs> like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with him in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the, the rain. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that is like. Am I really not attentive enough for Wilma? I'm too old to move on. <laughs> 
So, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over 100 movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? And welcome back to our final segment where, you know what, we don't have enough people on board for me to really draw out the joke like I usually do, so I'm just going to move move my hand slowly to push this button, Chris. God damn it. Axiom Verge 2 was the surprise launch this week. Maybe not a surprise to other people. I I was totally blindsided by it. Like, I thought it was further off. It went from just announced to 1999 on the PlayStation Store within the space of a few hours. But came out to Switch first and then PS4 and PC later in the day. It was accompanied by several other indie releases that were announced That's at one, the... One hell of a timed exclusive. Yeah. You have 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more like two or three hours. Like the really desperate people are going to go to Switch first. It came out alongside a few other indie games that were shown during Nintendo's Indie World Showcase, which we'll talk about later, but also released a Boyfriend Dungeon, Garden Story, Islanders, Console Edition, and Necro Barista. I haven't played any of these except for Axiom Verge 2 which I've played a bit of, and it was a lot of fun. I wasn't really a fan of the first game so much. Yeah, just, me either. I mean, I, I just didn't obviously didn't, me. di- didn't hate it. It's just like I didn't see... I hear it called one of the best Metroidvanias ever made, and I just like, I didn't automatically see that. I really didn't. Yeah. I, didn't I didn't either. Axiom Verge 2, it is clicking a little bit more with me. You play as a billionaire CEO who gets transported mysteriously to another universe, where she is functionally immortal thanks to the intervention of what may or may not be Sumerian gods. <laughs> and you meet like some researchers who were in an Antarctic station run by your company and then got transported to this other world and they're trying to find a way back. And so are you. And in the meantime, you have to contend with a bunch of robots left behind by a civilization that did not want people like you poking around. You start out with just, like, an ice axe, and then you'll get, like, a boomerang, and you'll unlock more and more powers as you go through. You know, it's the usual Metroidvania grind. Like, you see a thing up on a ledge, and you can't reach it, and before long you'll get a thing that will let you get up to that ledge, and you'll backtrack all the way back to it and go up and get the thing, and then you'll discover a new path, and that new path leads to something important that you missed. It does that loop pretty well so far in what I've played. It also was notable when it was revealed a few months ago that uh, the bosses are skippable. Like, you do not have to engage in a boss fight if you don't want to. Which, Mm. yeah, that's like, that's an interesting approach. I'm not, I haven't gotten to the point where I've met a boss yet, so I'm not entirely sure what the incentive is to stay and fight one as opposed to run away, but... Did the original have famously hard bosses or something? Like, this is ruining the game, or is this just like yet another measure of accessibility i've never fucking thought of and probably the latter i'm not sure <laughs> but yeah i don't know but it's at least at the very least escapable bosses and avoidable ones and huh. it, it looks really cool it's fun i also played a lot of assassin's creed valhalla's new expansion the siege of paris full ex- oh, you thought he made a lot of rat jokes in this i watched <laughs> your video <laughs> full disclosure i do work for ubisoft the publisher mm-hmm. but uh, my opinions here are my own 
And with all that said, I'm sure it's going to surprise the hell out of everybody when I say that I really enjoyed it. It's Assassin's Creed, it's Vikings, it's Paris, it's rats. Go figure. You go across the channel to 9th century Francia, where a bunch of Viking raiders are at war, and your job is to help them conquer 9th century Francia, and at the same time, sneak behind enemy lines to do some diplomacy. Professor with, Francia. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, with King Charles the Fat. Emperor of, mm. of Francia and uh, try, try <laughs> to what a name! Yeah, he's officially Charles the Third. Of, Way to own it, man! Mm-hmm, uh, <laughs> Great grandson of Charlemagne, so uh, kind of a big deal. But uh, he is historically the guy who basically lost control of his empire and had it shattered into a bunch of different pieces that it never mm. quite reassembled from. Oh, everybody can feels I, bad for a shattered empire. I'm about to say, can I can I do a really hack? Uh, five-year-old joke. When Charles the Fat was sitting around the throne, he sat around (laughs) the throne. throne. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Did you hear Bill Engvall retired? We're not going to do jokes like (laughs) that. Did he really? He did from stand-up comedy today. Oh, man. R.I.P. Bill Engvall. Here's your AARP card. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Trevor Moore's gone. Uh, (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, That 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 actual RIP. RIP, I'm not going to get tired of him. I worked him in a 30-20-10, too, but that really, really bummed me out. I pour really out a gallon of PCP for him on the curb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pee on somebody's British leg. Uh, <laughs> Just tip over a big bucket marked boners that's full of water. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what Shoot a Lincoln impersonator. Yeah. So Siege of Paris, it has three big features that I especially like. It has the rat swarms, which you do need to dodge. Here they're indestructible. You can, you can just sort of shoo them away by swinging your weapon at them, and if you're lucky, they'll go into a nearby vent or grate, and you can maybe move something in front of it to block it off. If you see oh. one, if you see a blocked one near some, some bandits, for example, or soldiers, you could maybe shoot it with an arrow to release the rats and let them devour your enemies. You also get an ability that lets you shoot arrows that will attract swarms of rats, so basically you just summon rat swarms on enemies, and most of the time that's a guaranteed kill. They'll just swarm over and devour. It also brings back these things called infiltration missions, which I say brings back, but it's descended from these black box missions that were in Assassin's Creed Syndicate and Unity, where the idea is that you are brought to like some big secured area, and you're like, okay, your target is somewhere in here. Uh, find your way to them and maybe find a dramatic way to kill them. So I did a whole video for news.ubisoft.com where I detail like the very first infiltration mission, all the different things you can do. And if you play your cards right, you get to see a cool like cutscene demise of your target and like, yeah, just jam that hidden blade into his chin. It's awesome. Um, and there's also like a rebel faction that you can ally with and go on these little bite-sized missions that then give you currency that you can use to upgrade your the rebels that fight alongside you and make them actually competent fighters. So, yeah, it's it's fun if you are invested in Assassin's Creed Valhalla and you want more Siege of Paris. It's pretty cool. Anyway, that's that's the enemy being a shell for this this show. Do you guys play any of these other things? I tried to play the Back for Blood beta cuz I'm oh, yeah. super excited about that game, but it um, is working through some things uh, for the entire day I tried to play it. Oh, um, still, I, I tried 10 minutes before we recorded just to see like if this was fixed. It was not. But this, we're doing this like two days before the show comes out. So I'm sure it'll right. be up and running. I just hope it, 
betas don't miss their window even when they're in maintenance mode, so mm. we'll get a chance to play it. Yeah. And it's a Game Pass game, so yeah. the um, <laughs> it's it on is, Xbox and PC. Yeah, and it just free. officially went gold today too. So like, oh, sweet. it's coming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was, was un- I was un- yeah. I was under the misunderstanding that you had to pre-order it to get access to the beta. I'm like, well, I'm not doing that. Well, technically, um, if you get Game Pass, you already have. Yes, maybe that's what they meant. Hmm. Wow, that's a pretty significant incentive to buy Game Pass. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Uh, get Game Pass Ultimate. Don't be like me, kids. <laughs> so yeah, uh, if we if we manage to play that, I, we'll talk about it next. I week. didn't get to talk about it when it came out, but um, Death's Door is. A contender for me for game of the year. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about it. I haven't mm-hmm. touched it yet, but I've heard and that's bad in Travis's world or TL's world. It's fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, it's uh, it's not just fun. It's the fucking best. It is Dark Souls meets Zelda. If Zelda was like a really fast, difficult slasher yeah. uh, with with <laughs> with a uh, wonderful dodge mechanics and um, uh, so, so not Zelda. Yeah, <laughs> to, to be like, um, but I both played uh, got Skyward Sword, hated mm. it, um, and then I got Link's Awakening last year, and I just kind of wish like, no, this is what they should do with Link's Awakening, not necessarily the Souls aspect, but make it like a kind of a serious little slasher instead mm. of like the combat in Zelda has never been difficult. It's actually yeah. just kind of annoying after a while. You, I just want to run from one dungeon to another so right. I can start getting some action whereas this has an overworld that is like constantly busy the puzzles are clever and awesome i'm i've almost never had to look up a guide and like i have a feeling that thing i saw and couldn't do anything with i should go back there it's got the souls universe where you know the spoke the hub and spoke you can get to pretty much anywhere very quickly Mm. Uh, revisit areas like why didn't that that looks like it should have been lit on fire and now I have fire I wonder I don't want to go all the way back there oh it takes four seconds great um, and then the combat is fucking stellar it's got you literally capture souls you are a reaper little bird it is one of my favorite games of the year so far um, I, I hope more people play it I don't want to feel like a total idiot here but you know if Hades took it last year something semi old school like mm. um, Death's Door could do it too. Could happen. Could happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A bunch of other stuff came out this week. Library of Ruina was on Game Pass and also uh, came out of early access on Steam. And uh, <laughs> Black Book, I know zero about. Uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, about romancing weapons that are also no. cute boys, I guess. That was another game that was uh, shown at the Indie World Showcase and then came out mm. the same day. Same. Well, my girlfriend calls this very office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boyfriend dungeon. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, hey, that's fair. And Garden Story, which looks vaguely Zelda really key, but uh, with, yeah. with veggies. And and you uh, also wanted to talk about a game. I think we talked about it briefly last week, but Dodgeball mm. Academia. Academia? Ac- Academia. Uh, Dodgeball Academia, um, which is done by the small studio out of Brazil. Wow. Uh, small little Brazilian studio. Hold on. I'm, I'm getting the studio's name. Good year for South uh, America. They, they just, uh, yeah. we got Chris Tales from Colombia. It was Colombia, Central America. Yeah. I forget. Yeah. Uh, Colombia is, I think Colombia is South America. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, Pocket Trap uh, is the studio. Uh, they're out of San Paulo. Um, this game is awesome. I've seen, like, apparently because the name Academia is on, on there, people have, like, Equated it to like My Hero Academia, yeah. which is far, far from it. 
This re- really reminds me of people watch uh, Ian Jones Cordy's cartoon, OKKO. OK mm-hmm. Yeah, the art style is very much OKKO OK style. Um, the combat's really fun. It's it to me. It, it's very reminiscent of like because it is an RPG. It, it plays like the old dodgeball games, like the old NES dodgeball games, where you have like the people playing dodgeball and the people on the side that can throw the dodgeballs like at you. Um, but you get like super power ups and everything like that. Uh, it has the charm and the comedy of like a Paper Mario game. Hmm. Um, it's just to me. I was very upset in playing Mario Golf because the golf aspect, like the single player golf stuff, wasn't like golf story. And I told somebody it's like, this is what I wanted. Like this kind like this feels like a Camelot RPG, like to a degree of like going through and you're leveling up. Uh but it's like a mix it's like a weird mix of like like dodgeball and Pokemon. Like a lot of the music motifs are very Pokemon inspired. Mm. Um, you are collecting other dodgeball players who, like, in the game mechanics, like, there's a throw and there's a catch. Um, but, like, some players, like, they may catch, but instead they might actually, you know, do a, um, like, do a, um, uh, like a counter. So instead of Mm -hmm. catching it, they might kick the ball or they might use a baseball bat to hit the ball. Uh, back at the other player, so it's like learning the time, the time that down and everything like that. Uh, they can get very difficult on some of the uh, little side quests because, like, you'll be like ranked, you'll be like level ten and go up against like a level twenty four character. So if it hits you, it's going to hit you for like a lot of damage. But it's really cool. It's really cute. It's really silly. Right now, if we're talking about like games of the year, this is definitely rocketed up my game of the year and i didn't realize that 2021 was going to be the year of dodgeball games that i really really loved but <laughs> this is up there with like knockout city like i think knockout city is a tremendous game but this is just as good if not like better wow that's very high praise have you figured out if there's a reason that you should be collecting all the dodgeballs that you can collect it's like there's uh, dodgeballs all over the place. I just keep picking them up, and there doesn't seem to be an inventory or anything. So you actually use the dodgeballs. Like, so you'll see like little trash cans or like capsules. If you throw it at them, it opens them up, and that's how you get um, like your health, which are like different food stuff. Mm-hmm. Another really cool mechanic with the food things, because um, it's almost like a Kunio Kun game where like all the different food, each character has like a rating. So like, oh, I like this, or I don't like this or I love this and it like it, it increases your um, your like your health. The other thing that they have on there is like allergic, which I haven't messed with yet, but I might just to fucking see what goes on with it. Because like it was like it'll have like one of the things is like pineapples and like they'll have all these things. That they're like one character. I'm allergic to pineapples. So I'm like, well, what does that mean if I feed you the pineapple? I don't know. It's a really, it's a really, really fun game. Um, they go into anaphylactic shock. What? <laughs> I, probably that would be. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really fun game. I really, really enjoy it. And if you have Game Pass, it's on Game Pass. I believe it's also on Switch. Again, the company, the game company, is a smallish company uh, called Pocket Trap. Really, really great. Really, really fun game. Yeah, it's really enjoyable so far. But anyway, we should probably move along to. Thank you. 
Guess who's going to play Knuckles the Echidna oh. in the next Sonic the Hedgehog movie? It's uh, Idris. None other than Suicide Squad, um, Hobbs and Shaw villain, one of the worst rappers I've heard in a while, <laughs> Idris Elba. Uh, one, of, one of the worst, The Scourge. Everyone out here celebrating eat, uh, celebrating Stringer Bell yeah. as Knuckles the Echidna. <laughs> um, I would like to come on here and do my victory lap. I said previously on a previous VGA that Knuckles the Echidna was in fact African American or mm-hmm. black to be more accurate. I was going to say, very wrong. I <laughs> uh, uh, said he was black and this is me doing my victory lap. I mean... I don't know why you're claiming victory. I agreed with you. I think we all agreed <laughs> with you. Like, yeah, it was, it was only it was only Matt me. who got into a huge tizzy and like Knuckles can't be black. That's impossible. <laughs> and he really died He's on that hill. Red. Shame's not here to defend himself. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> uh, I did see. So Matt did like, not say that. Some people um, I do know is like my buddy, my buddy Matt uh, Jones was like, um, it would be great. Like at the end of the movie, you see like a silhouette of Shadow and his voice by like. Um, it's voiced by uh, Jason Statham. It's like, you don't know who I am, Sonic. <laughs> but I'm coming Get your fucking ass over here, Sonic. <laughs> um, uh, I, yeah, I mean... And, and, and Knuckles raps. It, it, it's not only further evidence that yeah. he might be black, it's further evidence he might be good casting. Hmm? Yeah. Uh, I'm very interested. I know people wanted The Rock to be uh, Knuckles. No. But, like, it's... Even I would be in Knuckles. It's like that's. I think it's awesome. That's I love like that really. Movie. It's yeah. a really cool. It's I, really. It's it's really inspired. I mean, I just. For, I don't know what it is. Like Idris Elba seems almost too dignified to be Knuckles. It's like it'd be like getting Patrick Stewart to play Sonic. To me, he should be. He should be the next James Bond. Yes, but he turned down James Bond people. to do this. Though. Really? Did he? That was the whole no. thing. I don't. That was like that, a story. Like. That, cause, that literally cannot be. <laughs> that, that, I think that's like the story. The story is like he was supposed to do the next James Bond thing. Wow. Yeah, and, and I think Craig signed on and like extended everything for another five years. And he's yeah. just like, well, now I'm kind of, you know, I'll be like, I would be like 60 if we made three of these. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Mm, right. Um, yeah. But I, I do want to just step back as as old people and TL. Mm. Um, because I'm not old. Mm-hmm. I no, I won't be thirty five. You, you, I won't you be are to your younger the, listeners. The, the thing is, I will not be thirty five by this episode comes out. So I'm still technically not old. You're in the demographic that counts yeah. for now. <laughs> um, but but it's more, and even even you too, maybe TL. I just thought it was mm. like really. Let's do this. Was revealed via a single image and a hashtag on Idris Elba's Twitter. Yeah, and like it, it just and it was like, does this this can't be how they're announcing it, but it was. Yeah. It, uh, it was because it wasn't announced before this, right? No, but like also, so here's the thing: like Sonic, I think even maybe a generation that's younger. Like I don't know if it's a generation that's older than us or like younger. Sonic is a big fucking deal. Like Sonic, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog is a big deal, and like Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails. Like obviously, like, this year's 30th anniversary of Sonic the Hedgehog, but like those characters have been. Like a part of just like not just gaming lexicon, but just like like pop culture lexicon yep. for for over thirty years. It would be like I said, yeah. it would be like if Mario uh, was announced. 
and Something just like, like let's let's say let's say Yoshi <laughs> or no or not even just Yoshi like if there was a if if all of a sudden <laughs> I was gonna say Jay's got to defeat him but he's dead uh but like I'm uh, a little fucking dinosaur and I if shoot Paul fucking eggs out of my was, if Paul Giamatti was like to to tweet out a picture of Wario's hat. Like, I think the internet would also, goddamn like, flip fuck, out. That goddamn motherfucking Mario. I gotta get the so I gotta get treasure of Mario. Uh, but no, I think this is really cool. Uh, that first movie is not bad. It, it might be the best video game movie. Like, like legitimately. Like, I know it's, like, very up easy until, to Up say. until that new Mortal Kombat, I would mm. say, yeah. I still haven't seen the new Mortal Kombat. Did, did your friend tell you it was good? You I've, skipped it? I've heard <laughs> they, They're saying this because I refuse to play and watch stuff that people say are good. Because enough people say it. Now, I've heard mixed things about it. I just... No, what was supposed to happen, I was supposed to watch it with my friend. And then he went and watched it on his own. What a dick. Like like an asshole. He's like, oh, I'll watch it now. I was like, no, I'm, that's fine. We'll if we, watch if it. We eventually. never told the story. Uh, Adam um, Pass Blaster on YouTube and Twitch of Paducan and took a Star Wars fame. He loved it so much. He's like... Are we all vaccinated? Are we all complete with our period? I re- would really like to have me and Jeremy. He wanted to have me and Jeremy over at his house, feed us food, and have us just enjoy Mortal Kombat on the level that he did because he thought it was amazing. And he wasn't he wasn't wrong. Like I'm not like you know as big a Mortal Kombat fan as he is, but like this is exactly what I want a Mortal Kombat movie to be. Uh, Kane, I've never liked Kano this much in my life. Yeah, but uh, my only yeah, problem since, was like the main guy, the the audience surrogate, is kind of a dud. Like, kind of a dud. <laughs> I don't really care about his story. I want to know more about the other characters. But it, the the next one should be so so much fun or apocalyptically bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the two. It there's can no be in those between. Two things. There's it, there's no in between. Absolutely not. It, um, but yeah, yeah. But I think this is great casting. I also thought the announcement was really cool, especially in a COVID world. Like not bringing a bunch of we we still gonna get back to like bringing a bunch of press people into an area to announce who's been cast in a movie? These are things that used to happen mm-hmm. uh, in the before times. Instead, Idris Elba tweet, yeah. <laughs> um, and the whole world knew about it in seconds, and every, it was all understood. Even even like the hard drive oniony site had a heart. Like Idris Elba is just really big Knuckles fan. There's mm-hmm. nothing to this. <laughs> um, like like <laughs> was it yeah, somebody I, is like uh, yeah he's called Knuckles because that's how deep I want his fingers in me. <laughs> yeah, I saw Adam that. Ellis. Uh, that might have been yeah. I I also uh, the great thing was I found the <laughs> I found my favorite gift from the wires which which is Stringer Bell getting shot to death because I fucking hate I I love Idris Elba great actor I fucking hate Stringer Bell with a passion why as a character. Yeah. Trigger Bell is a fucking piece of shit. He's a literal monster. Well, yes. He's a but literal as, as, monster. Hides so in closets, so scares children, literal monster. No, I mean, look, I, what I mean by, like, it's a character you love to hate. Again, I'm not saying that he does a bad yeah. job. Yeah. I mean, I, I fucking hate <laughs> Trigger Bell. And sometimes, you know, you can't divorce characters from shitty characters. So, like, I, I, I posted the gif of Trigger Bell getting shot and saying, this is what happens with Dr. Robotnik, uh... Uh, finds the Master Emeralds and then decides to get rid of them. Oh my god. Just Alba and Jim Carrey are going to be in the same movie. Yeah. In the same fucking movie. Oh That's my goodness. crazy. Is there still an opening for Tales? I don't think I can get my voice that high. I was about to say, yeah. uh, maybe not, but there is probably still an opening for, for Big the Cat and... Oh. Just saying. 
Yeah, I mean, right. when Let me be big the cat. I think it was um, Mike, Michael Williams, friend of the show, who said, "Like, who do you, who would you want to uh, hear play Tales now that Kristen Schaal? <laughs> Kristen Schaal is even better. Like yeah, last time, yeah, you yeah. said like Michael Sarah, and for whatever reason, I found that so incredibly funny that it's like I'm married to it now. I'm so, but, so, but, I'm so funny. And also, I when I things? earlier when I said Patrick Stewart is Sonic, I chewed on that for a second. Like, but what if Patrick Stewart is Tails? Oh. <laughs> I found that chili dog, Sonic. It's, Sorry, but it's it's Play so wrong that I kind of love it. But Kristen Shaw is even better. I would love Kristen Shaw as Tails. Oh, my God, Tails. <laughs> I almost I went I almost went uh, more uh, Sarah Silverman. Mm. I was going to do the Kristen Shaw, but I was like, no, I'm just doing Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Like, oh God, Sonic! I can't do yeah. it. That's Sarah. a really great Sarah Silverman. <laughs> it's a bad Sarah Silverman. You know it. You know it. You Sarah jerk. Silverman is one of the twins from Bob's Burgers. Sure. Yes. You, sa- you sounded you sounded like Trey Parker and Matt Stone's impression of Bob Saget on <laughs> South Park's America's Funny. <laughs> Hope I don't get it by that train. Oops, I sure did. <laughs> Oops. Uh. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah. well, welcome, welcome to the Billionaires Club, by the way, South Park guys. <laughs> Holy Lord. Wow. Yeah, they got Holy paid Lord. so much money. So yeah. much money. Yeah, they got paid. I, I, the historic deal we've read about before this was Seth MacFarlane going to NBC's shitty streaming service. And they, like, almost made five times that for much less. For one show. Wow. For <laughs> Woo. To last forever. Damn. I, don't, I, I mean, I look, I... If you enjoy South Park, that is absolutely on you. I'm not even shitting on South Park. I just have not watched that show in like two years now. It hasn't been on in two years. Okay. Well, <laughs> it sort of has, <laughs> just not regularly. Not like it used yeah, to. Yeah, be. there's been two movies that go immediately to the HBO Max paywall, so I can't watch them. Hmm. If you miss them live, oh, never mind. Yeah. So weird. And, and and oh, I'm the guy doing the news. This is so stupid. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Sonic. Um, Sonic and Tails are officially playable characters in Monkey Ball. I didn't know Beat from Jet Set was in there as well. Really? I think that was like one of the yeah. first announcements was Beat. It was. Yeah. I just never heard of this game before today because I don't usually do the news. Same. And, <laughs> but uh, Sonic and Tails in a Monkey Ball game, it shouldn't be that big a deal, but I am kind of awaiting Monkey Ball's quiet return to mainstream triple uh, a status i love that fucking series great music great level design wonderful colors the colors children the colors and then um oh i forgot uh, when we talked about idris elba since matt's not here i should go hollywood segment uh, oh yeah. no just it'll take <laughs> one of his old pro- i'm not doing that well no it was i was I here, can't hear that so echo in my voice it wasn't a, it wasn't a hollywood segment it was a black segment i was here Fair. that was fine All right. yes so how do we how do we want to intro the black segment when you're not here TL? uh you With, don't, you don't? <laughs> you just wait. when i come back it's like all right here's all the black gaming news yeah. i just we just crank up the martin theme uh, <laughs> it's time for the bga black news <laughs> Fuck <laughs> uh, uh, okay, um, and then uh, if you hadn't seen Take Two, had been pretty fucking takedown happy with GTA mods, and I wasn't following these rumors. I'm not the news guy, mm-hmm. but uh, the mods specifically seem to relate to games that are recreating elements of GTA's past, mm. which is now being interpreted as. 
they're probably taking down mods that would compete with a remake, a next gen remake of mm. a GTA game. And 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 I did we not talk about this before, Michael? I don't think <laughs> I so. I feel like we might have. But just it that seems like a really safe play for the GTA series. GTA five slash online is still making money hand over fist. You don't necessarily want to shut it down. You can appease people by, you know, remaking what already exists. And I, I have kind of very little problem with that, especially in a Vice City uh, GTA 3 kind of way, because I think those games are more than a little difficult to play nowadays. Um, mm. And I, I just love them so much. And it would be really, really... I, Vice City in particular would be really awesome to see with some next-gen touches. Yeah, I... Look, if they're, I would rather them remake these games. Like they haven't. I was talking to my roommate about this. They haven't done anything yeah. new with Grand Theft Auto that's not the online for three generations now. Yeah, eight yep. years. It's been eight years since GTA Five originally came out on 360 and PS3. Yeah, I remember being so angry because I had to wait in line for launch to buy a new Xbox because my <laughs> Xbox 360 because my Xbox finally shit the bed. I, remember, like, I the, think I took you to Best Buy like after we did the podcast yeah. and dropped you off. Yeah, I had to, like the midnight launch. I had to, I, and that, that thing took forever to install. I was so happy about it even though, were the Xbox One's out? I don't At think that so, point? no. Mm-hmm. Okay, they, would, they, they were, they were out, out in just like year. a few weeks. Like, like yeah, like a, a couple months or a couple weeks after. Yeah, and, and, and just that, um, but it's also important to remember they've made, not counting San Andreas and Stories and Vice City, there have been three games in 20 years. Yeah. And and and, and uh, it would be interesting to have a, a reason to go back and play three, four, uh, th- three Vice City and San Andreas, in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't mind doing that. They and, seem like, what's wild is like, those games seem like a century ago. Yeah. Like, not even, like, 10 or 20. They seem like such, like, San and- so San Andreas came out my senior year of high school. And I have friends who have children who are starting high school. Like, that, wow. that is so yeah. wild to me. Yeah, yeah, so do I. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sarah talked a little about that on 302010. Um, but, but yeah, I, mostly, mostly Vice City, an area we have not seen recreated. I've. I know what Liberty City looks like, and I, I know everything but what San Fierro looks like on mm-hmm. a current gen system. I would really like to see something with Vice City, but again, like all these mods that have existed for fucking years are being very hastily taken down by very very serious DMCA notices. All of them, the the thing they all seem to have in common is retro Rockstar content, even stuff with like bully characters in them. Hmm. Uh, other mods aren't being targeted. So people are starting to speculate remakes are on the way. Um, and yay, there is another mini console. And another it's one. the Amiga. <laughs> the Amiga. That which is, is something so I have zero fucking affection for at all. And it's... Is Tommy Tomiko doing this too? Dude, I don't... <laughs> I, I would guess... Just without knowing anything about this, really, I would guess it's probably the same people who did the the mini Commodore sixty four that came out like a couple years. ago. It might be, but it's how much would you pay for a little tiny recreated controller and a little tiny keyboard and a little tiny mouse mouse that comes with twenty five games from the uh, 
Uh, no, I think it emulates the. I've never played. I've never had an Amiga or known anyone who had one. This was really big in Europe. Yeah, uh, yeah. But you I can play. Well, like I, I remember they were always like, the this is the computer rich kids have this. This looks mm. like Super Nintendo graphics at a time when like NES is dazzling to most people. Yeah, like like eighty six or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you get, it's going to come standard with Worms, the director's cut, Another World, and then a shitload of games I've never fucking heard of for a hundred and thirty dollars. Uh, well, you, you can't wait. I can't wait to play uh, Bruce Bruce Verlange's Mighty Wicket, uh, the, the the Cricket Simulator. Oh, man. <laughs> I, oh. Now, some of these uh, I know. Well, Battle Chess. That's that was a big Battle deal. Chess. I, I'm uh, not, the I'm Chaos not. Engine. I think was out on consoles in the U.S. as like the Mercenaries or something like that. But it um, Speedball Two Brutal Deluxe is what killed John Belushi. Oh. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Mm. How many games? How many yeah. Dizzy games are on here? Uh, surprisingly <laughs> none. Although there is a Zool game, uh, Zool the the intergalactic or no, not there are no games, only Zool. Yeah. <laughs> Zool was like a cartoon ninja that was sponsored by Chupa Chups. Yeah, I was like, do people who are like not in their thirties even know what Zool is? Like Zool is the game. Uh, I don't. <laughs> you don't know what's so, like Zool is the game. I remember like getting those AOL vouchers, like going on the primitive internet, and then. Using Zool to like, like being like, oh, what's a free game? Oh, this Zool. I'll play this Zool game. When you've absolutely <laughs> exhausted Chex Quest, there's yeah. always Zool on AOL. Shareware, baby. Freeware, baby. <laughs> so, oh, the Chaos Engine was released in the US as Soldiers of Fortune. And I, I mm. only know that it's kind of a big deal because, like, the UK staff at, uh, when, at our old employer was mm. just agog about it and, like, it keep shoehorning it into lists. It's like, oh, it's so great. It's, you know, this. Sci-fi shooter set in like a Victorian steampunk setting, and like, eh, all right, I'm sure it's great. <laughs> yeah, I've never played Michael. it to this day, but I just know. I I, th- I think if you order this machine, mm. you have to then eat a thing of dry toast and uh and and baked beans because yes. apparently that's their breakfast food. Don't yes. knock it till you try it, man. <laughs> that British breakfast is one of the best hangover foods I've yes. ever had. Holy yes. shit! Bar none. Um, whatever, whatever blood sausages should sound should be way more disgusting, but it's not. Yeah. But how how much is it? Have they said what the price is? One thirty nine. One hundred and thirty nine dollars. That's a lie. That's it, a lie for a noted, mini console. Yeah, I had to remember. Like, oh yeah, the NES and Super Nintendo were like eighty or ninety retail. Uh, but the NES was fifty nine. Was well, no fifty. Yeah, and then the SNES was seventy. Yes, I bought both of them for my for my. So did I. I I just every other one I got on like hyper mega sale for like twenty dollars. (laughs) So the idea of paying one hundred and forty for one, like oh my god, that's a lot when you're competing with emulators. Just gonna say, (laughs) I mean, the last time I tried to emulate Amiga, it was for a feature, comprehensive feature. It was not easy. Mm. It's and so whatever. Mm. I don't have any relation with these games. I would love to hear um, what our, you know, probably our European listeners have to have to say about this because yeah, sure. I can't imagine most Yanks have a shit to say about it. No. no. And then, lastly, and incredibly leastly, um, everything shown during Nintendo's uh, Switch World no, Showcase. No, not at all. This is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah this was I, this is really good. And Nintendo not, had that sh- Indie World Showcase, so it, uh, they revealed uh, or showed some of the games that we talked about earlier that came out yeah. uh, on the same day this podcast was recorded. So we haven't had mm-hmm. a chance to play most of them. 
But uh, they also revealed a Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, which yes. uh, is like... <laughs> Those people will never make a sequel. God damn it. <laughs> I, I, I think I tweeted it out. Shovel Knight came, became this generation Sonic so fast, and we all just didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah. It is... It is he is he's Sonic the Hedgehog, but I mean this is also like it's like a weird dungeon crawler paddled paneled upon. And I'm just like, yeah, no. Like it, it's easy to make a joke, but this looks really rad and really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. Fa- falling blocks way better plus, than Mean Bean Machine. Yeah. Falling blocks yeah. plus fantasy, fantasy fighting. Like, okay, yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Uh pretty cool. Uh they showed more of uh battle uh I wanna I always get keep getting it. Battle Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Yes. Which mm-hmm. That's just it's just Jet Set Radio Future Two. Yeah. It's just Jet Set it's, Radio it's, Future it's Two. It's the quote unquote spiritual successor, which I don't know if you can call it that. I don't, I don't think it's any of the same people who worked on the original, but it's clearly an homage, and it's yeah. got lots of rail grinding and a soundtrack by um, what's his name Hideki Naganuma, who yeah. did the the music for the Jet Set Radio series. Yeah. Okay. It looks okay. real it looks really good. He's and it, he's looks... a really fun guy to follow on Twitter, by the way, because most <laughs> of his stuff is just shit posting about family guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fun is a definitely a way to put it. Hopefully in his uh, native language. That would come from me. Greg. No, all uh, in English. Nope. All in English. Uh Metal Slug Tactics, I'm always every time I see that game I get very hyped. So weird. Um, it, it's just, so like I don't understand why D I don't know why EMU is doing it, but I can't wait. Uh but the big thing's Loop Hero coming to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh which that is probably the best way to play Loop Hero. Like I haven't I, I have it for a PC. I just haven't started it because I want to sit in my room. And watch like yep. Dirty Rock while I'm playing Loop Hero, and like yeah, just but one of, one of Matt's favorite games mm-hmm. uh, was it of last year or the year so far? The year so far, yeah, yeah. The year so far, year. and I yeah, I'm not playing any PC games until I can get all 100,000 of these podcasts off of both of these computers, which will never happen. <laughs> uh, um, Tetris Effect got announced uh, coming over Switch. to yeah. to Switch. It's coming out in October, which. Uh, Tetris Effect should be on everything. That game rules, and Switch is the logical place for it. I never, I actually never played Connected, so I don't really know what it does. I, I think Connected is just the Switch version, right? It, well, no, no, no. It's, Switch, it's, Connected it's is the, the Xbox, Xbox version. version. Oh, okay. So the big thing it added was multiplayer, including uh, Tetris mm-hmm. Battle Mode, uh, which is really, really fun. Uh, if you have four friends, okay. you can play nope. it, and it's like um, <laughs> you can do like three players, like play a smaller Tetris board, and one plays like a huge Tetris board. Uh, it is just really, really neat. Do I have four friends? There aren't four people on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, not now. Uh, and then, uh, like I said, Eastward. Uh, Eastward comes out in September. And, man, that game looks really rad. Uh, it's like a post-apocalyptic uh, game by Chucklefish. Looks really, really neat. Yeah. Uh, the Stardew Valley yeah. folk. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it was just, it was a really fun. I think the thing that people said, it's like, one, it's always good to have like these indies having these showcases to show these indies out. Um, I kind of wish they would have done it last week, right before um, uh, Dodgeball Academia dropped, because that is also on Switch, and that might be a perfect Switch game. Because uh, I think, like, there, I think the people who are like hyped for all these other games would have loved to see that. But really, really great, really good stuff, like all around, really enjoyable. Cool. Well, that's, I, I believe, all the news that's fit to play, um, mm-hmm. as Matt would say. But uh, let's move on to our community segment, which, as always, is segmenting oh. the community. Uh, last week's question of the week was, who's your favorite video game auteur? And, TL, you weren't here last week. Do you have a favorite? 
God, I just hate the I hate the fucking phrase auteur. Auteur. Uh, <laughs> I hate it so much. Just uh, say just say Don Blue. Um, no, no, I I actually am not a huge fan of Don Blue's films. Actually, he would count. Like, he did create those. He did create, he did create two 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 games, but I am not the biggest Don Blue fan. Would I'm going to feel like an asshole if I say her name right? Roberta Williams count. Oh right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roberta Quest. Williams made really, yeah, made really great adventure games, like for old PCs for the olds. But I, I got it, I got it. Like I think I played like King's Quest like five first. Mm-hmm. Cover Roberta. star of Leisure Suit Larry. Uh, um, yes. Is that, no, is it, that was, true? it was soft porn adventure. Soft porn mm-hmm. adventure. She uh, she was sitting in a hot tub while her yeah. husband was an erotic waiter. I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it would it would have to be it would have to be uh, it have to be her if not her. I don't know, probably Sakaguchi. Like, I really like a lot of Final Fantasy games. Uh, and Sakaguchi's Final Fantasy games are really, really great, so. But I also oh. hate Artors. And I think Artors are very stupid. <laughs> what about, what about well, for books? Who's your favorite? <laughs> my favorite Artor books? Uh, Random House. K.A. Applegate. My Random House, baby. K.A. <laughs> yeah. Applegate, the one author who was like, I'm going to write these war books about kids turning into animals, and you won't get a good ending. And if you want one, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well put. That's the name of the last book. <laughs> Animorphs. <laughs> fuck you. Basically. Uh, so on VideoGamePocalypse.com, first answer was Lambert is Dead, who said, I've talked a lot about Drakengard in previous qu- questions of the week, but that's probably where my love of Yoko Taro started. Like a lot of his games, it's mechanically cumbersome and thematically really unpleasant, but few other game directors manage to create games where the characters feel less like heroes than just protagonists trying to make their way through alien, often melancholy, and upsetting worlds. In the Frackengard and Near series, I don't know if that's an an unintentional typo or an intentional one, but I'm keeping it, Frackengard. Players are often made to... No, that's correct. That's, Mm. That's how Yoko does it. Frackengard, all right. Mm-hmm. Players are often made to step outside of their comfort zone narratively, and in many cases, the games switch genres totally for short periods, which helps add to the scrappy, throw-everything-and-see-what-sticks feel to a lot of his games. They're almost always partnered with phenomenal soundtracks and often feature my hang-up of songs written entirely in made-up languages, which is also a massive plus. So you remember how I told you guys I don't play things because people love it so much? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yoko Taro yeah. games are definitely there. I can't, I will, I will never, <laughs> like, right. I, I understand why people like those games. I just, I can never I, do I it. think you came out and said the other day, like, what's the biggest problem with the Drakengard franchise? He's like, it's too popular. Too many happy endings. Yeah, I do want to change my answer. David Cage. No, David Cage no. is my favorite art tour, uh, only He's because trolling. I got, I got, I made, I made some of my best friends. This is not a joke, because I was watching them stream Detroit Almost Human, and we were making fun of that shitty game. So I will always love David Cage because <laughs> he brought of that. you together. <laughs> he did, yeah. um, <laughs> like like a couple that gets married in a concentration. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Celestial at Masshole says. I got to give a shout out to my boy Hidekia Miyazaki, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Sekiro. The man does not miss. I played him nearly every game in this man's uh, gamesography and loved every minute. Well, to be fair, I never played any Armored Core game. You should fix that. Still, the worlds he uh, builds pairs with uh, gameplay that is tighter than a grappling dragon. 
Gaping I had to show him uh, uh, Gaping Dragon. Is that a... Wait, oh, oh well, uh, he said it. Uh, <laughs> I had to show my man some love. When I heard he was pairing with another goat in his respective field, Mr. George R.R. R. Martin, I nearly creamed my hunter's trousers. Elden Ring 2022, baby. I don't know. Look, are you a goat if you only release a book every 50 years? I'm yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh... Yeah, Miyazaki, you should play Metal Wolf Chaos if you like Miyazaki stuff, (laughs) which is, that's a really good game that I like, and it's just Armored Core. It is. But with... (laughs) But simplified. Yes. Yes. For dumb Americans, but never released here until recently. Uh, A man riding a woman riding a motorbike says, uh, has no one said Tim Schafer yet? Yeah, sorry, everyone. I'm a fan of the goofy, surreal atmosphere of a lot of his games like Psychonauts and Brutal Legend. Sure, the gameplay doesn't always stick. But his games uh, always have something interesting to bring to the table. I just I just started playing Psychonauts, and it is like, it is just very strange. Like, this is the only funny game I've ever played in three D. Like, yeah, the, well, one you, of the only. Did, have you played um, Manny Caravella? Caravella uh, what's the fucking game? Oh, uh, Grim Fandango. Uh, Grim Fandango. Yes. No. Okay, that's uh, really on Game Pass. That is probably my favorite Tim Schafer game. Like, Tim Schafer does comedy really, really well. He does comedy really well. Yeah, in games, which is I say is because that's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, timing is involved in comedy, yes. and when the, the when the object is by nature interactive, you cannot control the timing of the of most of the comedy. Um, anyway, from Twitter, that's how Matt says it, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the Twitter. Uh, uh, Mang One says, uh, "I think it's my Mangione, favorite game, East, but it's Ma- it's Mang One One Chuck Mangione." Mangione. Um, <laughs> Feels so good. Uh, my favorite gaming on tour has to be Toshihiro uh, Nagio, Na- Nag- Nagoshi. Um, he can mix a super serious main story with batshit crazy side quests and make a game feel cohesive. And unlike many auteurs, uh, he puts games out on a consistent schedule. Can't wait <laughs> oh! for Lost Judgments. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Big Japanese hey, he, You know what? He has made uh, the other franchise he worked on obsolete. Because I think he was working... On uh, the Shinmu games, and then Sega was like, "Hey, you should. We should make a new game." And he's like, "What if we made Shenmu but good?" And he did it. What if we, <laughs> we design Shenmu but to make money and please players? <laughs> and- <laughs> I say that as someone who got flim flammed in the back of Shenmu three. Not me. Same like TBH. Yeah, like a oh, like an idiot. Mm. Uh, Jed Ward's two four five says. I have to say, my favorite video game auteur is Alexov Petrinov. Uh, Alexei uh, Pezhinov. Alexei Pezhinov. I'm sorry. Uh, the creator of Tetris and other puzzle games, he is definitely one of uh, the best alongside Miyamoto. Shout out to Nolan Bushnell, the creator of Atari and Chuck E. Cheese from my home state of Utah. Yeah, I got to meet Alexei Pezhinov once. It was just kind of like... That that weird feel of like I'm sitting next to a person who made a perfect game. <laughs> it's right. I, I used to be very anti Tetris, but yeah, you guys are right. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> why do we, why why do you want people? How do you assume people would listen to your opinion? I just said good? Tetris I'm not is doing a it. Perfect game. Yes, I'm anti Tetris. Mm-hmm. Also, this Mario guy is racist. <laughs> no, and, I and, will <laughs> say for very selfish reasons. Up until. Skyward Sword, I was a very def- like like defiant Zelda hater. Jesus. Up until Skyward Sword. This is also Skyward a very Sword bad is the opinion. one that convinced you Zelda was good. 
Yeah. It made me want to go back and play the other Zeldas and look at it at a warmer short lens. Yes. Okay. Um, being tortured let me realize laws are great I guess this is the logic here uh, Dr. Wowie um, uh, you say it Chris Dr. Wowie yeah, thank you uh, says my favorite auteur game creator is the father of the mother series Shigesato Itoi better known as Earthbound here in the west this series is simultaneously charming and insane the simple yet whimsical art style belies a mature story with dark undertones does the second game actually end with you aborting the fetus of a space god? Probably. Is Itoi okay? Probably not. No. Is, is this game awesome? <laughs> Fuck yes it is. Also, I checked that IGN article of the top 100 game creators and Itoi isn't on it. What the hell? In fact, as far as I'm concerned, that list has way too many white guys on it. Silly Americans, video games come from Japan. So I would say it depends on if any of those other creators are comedians who are doing a video game as a whim. Like I love, yeah. I love the mother series, but like, that's the reason why each toy, like each toy did three. It was a, cause like with the development of three, he was also working on mother 64. So he basically developed, like was working on two games and dealt with the bullshit and was like, you know what? I'm done. I told this story. I'm I'm done with this. Like this sucks. Didn't uh, 64 go back to this. Three? Yeah, it's basically like the the I think the first level of uh, three is exactly what they had plotted out in uh, in Mother sixty four. Hmm. Uh, but they had to rescale it because three was in fully three D um, and everything. I, I think there's even like part of like Clint uh, uh, of like Clint doing something like that's animated with him like in his minecart but the mother series is great it's a really weird like it's a really weird look of america through japanese lens that i don't know if you did the inverse right like if you did an american studio doing like this is a wacky japanese land and they eat ramen all the time like if it would have like the same cachet but those games are also really great mother three is a tremendous game that talks very frankly about depression and like gender normal normalities and what is it like to be gender queer? Like it's they're really really great games. I love Mother a lot. Eat. Um. Yes, Mother. Not to be confused with the best Linda Enzig song. Mm. Just kidding. <laughs> they're misfit songs. Um. Doug DeFreitas on the official Laser Time Facebook community says, even though I never played one of his games, I have a soft spot for Kenji Ino, the creator of the D series. Um, he had a maverick attitude and made the games that he wanted to make, including Real Sound, uh, Kaze No Regret, a game designed specifically with, vis with visually impaired people in mind in 1997. He even burned bridges with Sony by announcing Enemy Zero with a PlayStation logo that morphed into a Saturn logo. Wow. I still own that game. Never touched it, though. He died incredibly young at 42 and had an incredibly interesting career and a body of work. Huh. I've yeah. never, heard, I've never heard, heard it. I've never heard of D and D2. I have them, I have them behind me. Mm. Not to be confused with D4. It is not part of that series. It's just Dark no. Dreams Don't Die. Mm. Wait, no one... Did anyone say of... Uh, oh, well, actually... Somebody's I'll about there. to. Yeah, I was, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hop there. So Scott Goldnick says, at some point, I probably would have said Kojima, but after some quiet... Reflection. <laughs> I felt the shape of my words and deeds. Yeah. So instead, I'll say Hideaki Sueo. Is that you say? Hidetaka Suehiro. Hideaki. Okay. Oh, I just bushed it. Yeah. AKA Sweary. 
While admitting his LGBTQ plus representation hasn't been the best, with only one game that handle it well, his world slash character building and just overall charm are hard to beat. Also, and all, I mean, and how can you not root for someone who clearly loves Twin Peaks that much? I would say maybe a little bit too much. <laughs> or, or the 1980s movie Cat People, which he has like a full like minute and a half of uh, just monologuing about in uh, Deadly Premonition 2. Also, uh, Patrick Sean O'Rourke says, I really like Eric Barone, a.k.a. Or Barone, yeah, I guess, a.k.a. Concerned Ape. The person who made Stardew Valley basically alone. He still updates the game personally and responds to fans on Twitter regarding in-game issues and requests our in-game issues and requests five years later despite his success. Yeah. I mean that's, that's cool. we're we're gonna start seeing that with a lot of kind of studios being helmed by single people. Like uh Toby Fox would have been another good one to put here. Mm-hmm. Uh um there is just like kind of where we're at now. No, one that I just actually just thought about is Goichi, Suda Fifty One. Oh yeah, no one brought up well, Goichi like Suda Fifty One. Funny rules, you, you know? say that because we have a video answer from Bennett Taylor at Ben Tayman on Twitter who says, "Hey BGA, Bennett Taylor here. When I heard your guys' question of the week, I thought I gotta put my two cents in here. Goichi Suda of Suda Fifty One. My gosh, what an otar!" I cannot wait for the third <laughs> No More Heroes. It's going to be so sick. I remember buying the second one, Desperate Struggle, at the Source uh, as a 16-year-old. And I was so stoked that I got it because I didn't have, you know, 17-plus for mature games, right? So I wasn't able to uh, get it anywhere else. But the Source, those guys think that Wii games are for kids. Come on! Suda51, baby! It's going to be my tour! <laughs> and I know a tour like that deserves respect and praise. Thank you so much, Suda51. Mwah! A mature tour. <laughs> what the fuck is the Source? I don't know. Is it a store? I guess. I could be. Did he get it at the award show? Oh, sure. No. Bennett Taylor is Canadian, so mm. who knows? Yeah. Who even knows? Who's even would there? venture into those wild jungles of Canada? Yeah. Uh, um, Suda rolls. Also, fire those those SNES Fire Pro games that we really didn't get here. Those games are fucking great. And Suda worked on one. Suda uh, rolls. I love Suda Fifty One. Mm. So, new question of the week. Uh, thanks everyone who answered. New question of the week. What is an animal that doesn't get enough representation in video games, and what should it do in them? Um, I'm going to say Pomeranians have had some good representation in games with Tokyo Jungle and uh, and Ghost Trick. Yeah, exactly. But in Ace Attorney, yeah, yeah. Well, no, the missile missile was a different breed of dog, I think, in Ace Attorney. But are you sure? But those check my aim icon. They are brave, noble little animals, and they deserve more starring roles. I think I think we all underestimate the humble Pomeranian just because it's uh, tiny and foofy and silly, but uh, but in them beat the heart of noble and loyal dogs. Um, I have two answers because I really assumed the question of the week was going to be like, let's hear it for the rodents. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it for I, the rats. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 I have I have two. One, I like I've always been. Mildly obsessed with giraffes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, I got to I, just a few years ago. I got to feed them and watch them chew on my mother's hair, and she screamed, and it was awesome. Friendly little giraffes. But if you have you ever seen them fight? 
like with their necks. Yeah, it's, it's very really brutal. scary. It's really, very brutal. It, yeah, yeah, it's like it's like looking like like if you really took two hard dicks and banged them together as hard as you could. <laughs> it like it it's it's incredible, and it's in uh, I, I no game has captured that at all. Like the idea that like giraffes will fuck you up. They will they can beat up. Uh, with their legs and their necks, uh, beating people with their necks and heads, they can like kick the shit out of most animals on the veldt, and I've never seen any that accurately represented anywhere. And they're adorable, and the, they told us the, to come to Toys R Us back. Then. That's mm-hmm. true, they did. And, but my my real answer is just wanting to talk about Super Mario Two and how awesome it is, and how so many of those enemies ended up making it into the Mario series prop. You got ninjas and shy guys everywhere like fucking everywhere but none of the bosses of mario 2 have been like wart made it into like a pinball machine but if we're talking about great rats we got to talk about mouser Mm. fucking cool ass rat wearing sunglasses throwing red bombs how do you get make a cooler fucking boss than that he Why was, wasn't that everywhere? Why wasn't that a, a thousand toys? He was so cool. They put him in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Why did they, they give yeah, him they a German fucking, accent? I don't. That is matter. Mouser ruled. I love Mouser because they didn't want to hire another voice actor, and he had to distinguish it from the other voice he was doing. Uh, I see, I see. But but Mouser is one. Of, he's one of my favorite. Bring him back. Well, I don't know. It's very early on, and I just like really not going to use this design ever again. You own this. Mm-hmm. Ever again? Like this you, is we, so cool. They integrated shy guys. Yeah, and shy guys yeah. suck. Yeah, like they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they they point shy guys. And Birdo, <laughs> Birdo also sucks. I'm Birdo sorry. made it. Yeah, yeah. Just... Birdo made it. But Triclide's dope. Um, so is Wart. Uh, Claw Grip. Mm-hmm. Like all these. Uh, but Mauser especially is Mouser the first rules. boss you encounter. Yeah. Like this is a different game. You are going to encounter bosses you've never encountered before. This guy actually can do shit. Uh, and I love the red bombs. I really do. If I if I were to throw candlestick bowling ball bombs, I would make sure they're red just to distinguish myself from the other Batman villain. <laughs> and and Mauser did years, and he was years ahead of his time. Yeah, and he yeah. deserves some respect from all of you. Yeah, Mauser. Um, yeah, yeah, Mauser is the best. Uh, I'll also say if you want uh, games with uh, rodent protagonists, uh, Ghost of a Tale and Moss are both amazing. But um, mm, Moss is the shit. Yeah. One of the best VR, VR games there is. Yeah. Uh, I will say I will give my rodent since we're adding that one too. But I will give my rodent uh, Pikachu. Fuck this! Like the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate mouse. Pikachu is the ultimate mouse, and in in ten years, I. I hold me to this. In ten years, Pikachu will be the most famous mouse in the world, overtaking Mickey Mouse. Because he's a mouse. Or she's a mouse. He's a mouse. It's literally. It's they literally Sparkle Sweet is yeah. like what the what the name means, Sparkle and they Sweet. are they are listed in the Pokedex as an electric mouse. Okay, so this applies for mice, but not. Animals that are underrepresented in kings. Yes, that's my mouse. But animals underrepresented. So I was going to say giraffes too. I'm, 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 a, I'm a giraffe. Giraffe. But you got giraffes. I'm going to say underrated animal that you could do a platformer with today. Platypus. Hmm. A platypus okay. has so many different like variables. You can unlock different like like aspects of a platypus as like you know your 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 level up progression. They have poison claws. They can really, lay really? eggs. Mm-hmm. They like have web feet, so they're aquatic. Like platypuses are awesome. 
They should be doing more stuff in games. Huh. Yeah, it could be like Maneater, where you're just level, you're evolving a monster platypus. I, I want a full-on 90s... I want a 90s platformer. Hmm. Like, all these remakes, like, they're cool and everything. I want a full-on, like... Arrow the Acrobat. platformer. Uh... Arrow the Acrobat. But oh, I'm a, red, I'm a red little platypus lame. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> like, who can, like Tracy, Tracy Morgan plays platypus. I'm a platypus. I'm a lady's eggs. <laughs> platypus. You better not step on my tail, though. It's already flat. Don't, <laughs> don't have a lot of good improv as Tracy Morgan. Uh... We could get Idris Elba. Wait, yes. <laughs> uh, Idris Elba is. is Tracy Morgan in Barry the Platypus. I didn't uh, have a better name, so I stole pregnant. the one from Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, but Platypus is a rule. <laughs> Platypus is a rule. They should. Platypi? I, just, I, rule, so platypi. They should. I think they should change the name because it still sounds like a dish you order in some fucking remote Australian desert restaurant mm. that just brings you a family style tray of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, uh, yes, I'll I have a platypus, please. Mm. Platypus, please. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Michael has never looked like I don't want to do the show anymore. Like that's just the dumbest. What are you joke. saying? I look like that every week. Um, yeah, usually about this yeah. time. So, what is an animal that you think deserves more representation in games, and what would that representation look like? Let us know. Go to vidgamapocalypse.com and answer under the comments for episode. 432. Alternately, you can visit the official Laser Time community on Facebook uh, or uh, ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we will collect the best answers and read them on next week's show. Uh, but that has been our show. Let's go some plugs. Uh, TL, where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Turbo Bison. Uh, you can listen to the, the things I say on words um, at two podcasts, uh, P&B, where... We talk about video games? Not really. It's just been a place where I get to yell at people, and that's great. Um, and then Live from the Pool House, where me and Sonia uh, talk about Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, the last episode we did, we had Diana Goodman on, and we talked about uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor. Uh, but it's really, really good. It's been a really good show, and we have a lot of really cool ideas uh, that we are going to be doing with that. Uh, Sonia has officially have branched out there to start writing full time. Um, so we kind of want to do a little bit more, uh, a little bit more fun stuff. So yeah, uh, we have all that going on. Other than that, I don't know, man, hire me to write something. <laughs> like I do, I do sketch comedy. That's how it works. I do sketch comedy. <laughs> hire me to, to write. And somebody sell me a packet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, Chris, what do we got? Oh, I don't know. Fucking laser time and Patreon shit. Okay, patreon.com um, slash laser time. Uh, 302010 this week is chocked full of movies and, and just uh, the oddest recommend. It's almost Halloween's almost upon us. I had not seen the Fright Night remake. That movie was fucking awesome. It rules. The remake was good. It's really, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. You've you seen it too, T.O.? Yeah, I've seen it. I, yeah. I, I don't know how like, I just slept on it, but it was fucking awesome. Oh, that's cool. And, I love uh, the original. Is, super- it, is it similar? Directed by Spider-Man, Tom Holland. Sorry, it's a joke I'm going to make twice. Okay. Two guys. It's it's okay. Uh, yeah, it's really great, and it's like the I've I've never enjoyed Colin Farrell more hmm. in something um, playing a creepy, attractive person. It's he's very, very good as a menacing vampire. Is, is his name still Jerry Dandridge? 
Yes. <laughs> just the and best he, name he, for he, a vampire. And he kills Chris Sarandon in the remake. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. on board now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking rad. And um, uh, that and, um, yeah, gave a little sh- shout-out to Trevor Moore. Mm. Just encourage people to, like... I hadn't seen that dude's specials. Um, he, he made, like, three for Comedy Central, and he's... They're all pretty great. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, it's Trevor Moore. I, yeah, it just... I didn't know... It, I hadn't had cable in so long. I just didn't know they were still making specials and hold and locking them behind the television where you could never see them again. And somehow this this fucking very talented dude dies and they start showing it again to the rest of the world. And um, yeah, I was a little miffed by that, but it's still nice to see these got a ton of stuff I've never seen before. Hmm. Story of our time really surprised me if you have not seen that. I I did um, see a tweet saying that some like he had once tweeted like when I die I hope the, the some paper refers to me as local sex pot in the obituary <laughs> and someone did so good Hell good yeah. on them. Hell yeah! Um, and if if you needed me to elaborate on the thing I said on Facebook, the two of you who both follow me on Facebook and listen to the show, he was in line to play Ducktales at Comic Con and I was like, Mister Moore, come over here and I slapped a pin. A, Scrooge pin in his hand and like you don't have to wait in line I'll take you in the back he's like no nah, no nah, it's cool I don't want to jump ahead of everybody and like yeah but you dude you don't have to wait in line I fucking love you <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. come on like uh, I'll get to I'll get to hang out with you for a little bit and he's like I'm aware of this bar- this devil's bargain and I prefer to wait in line with the public <laughs> and he did All right. what a good man <laughs> I didn't get to play DuckTales when I would wait in line so Look at that! You didn't. <laughs> I de- Where, I never attack? saw you play. I never saw when you showed Ducktales. It's a joke. It's a joke, oh. Chris. It was, was co- co- Comic Con. You weren't there. <laughs> you, you only show up to Paxes. You don't. You don't do the uh, SDCC shit. <laughs> no, no. I I would never. That's a, that's. Mike, go ahead. Let's end this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole yeah. thing. I just I'm still stuck thing. on the devil's bargain. It's like, really, is hanging out with a fan for five minutes that bad? <laughs> um, you, I mean, <laughs> a fan like me. That's true. That's true. I have to he, consider. He that. literally did not say that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was me paraphrasing <laughs> what was in his eyes. But it's so funny to think. Um, and anyway, um, uh, I have something I'd like to plug. You should all go to ultra64podcast.com and hear me talk hey. about Devil's Third with Stephen Woody. That was a lot of fun. I finished the game. They didn't. Uh, I feel like I overprepared <laughs> for that one a little, and I probably um, did. Listen to the upcoming 30 2010 games. He did the same there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very thorough. Yeah. Uh, Extremely. I will say, I, will say I, I really love the Ultra 64 guys. Uh, I'm excited to listen to that. They have not had me on since I... I broke the truth about Mario sixty four. Oh, shouldn't that's have a done bad it. Thing. Shouldn't that's have done a bad it. thing for them. Yeah. What cowards! Can someone can someone add up how many bad takes he, TL has had just this episode? <laughs> you're, you're like, what? Skyward Sword is the is my breakthrough Zelda game. It's not my favorite. It's just a really good Zelda game. No. Yeah, but no, no. You you believe the entire series was shit until the worst one came out. <laughs> it's not and, the worst. And, one. <laughs> it's not the worst one. What is the it worst? It is one? though. Twilight Princess is objectively a, a worse game. It is a slower start. It is well. It is. It is a slower start. It is very nope. like, it's very like weird, macabre. Such like trying to go after like falling Wind Waker. Like, oh, we're going to course correct. Skyward Sword is like a, a Skyward Sword is a, a, it is a flawed control system, but a beautiful mix of the two of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, fair enough. Anyway, um, 
Visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com and uh, follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. And you can follow me personally at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that's been our show. Hope you enjoyed listening. We'll see you all next week. Chris, you can't leave right as I'm playing the opening goddamn sound. It's like, it's like I have to close the door. Is there a rat swarm coming in there, Christopher? You ready? Okay. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to keep the fucking animals out. <laughs> Too many rats. Here we go. Too many rats. <laughs>